The following is an exclusive presentation of Pirate Radio, the voice of the Pirate Nation. This is Eastern Carolina's longest-running sports radio show. The Brian Bailey Show is on the air. The Brian Bailey Show is powered by Greenville Utilities and also brought to you by Angus Grill, Bostic Sug Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grading, Papa John's, Pepsi, Seared Chop House, Taft Taft and Hagler, Tiebreakers, and Greenville Auto World. And now, here's Brian Bailey. All right, coming to you live today from Clearwater, Florida, home of the Clearwater Threshers at Baycare Ballpark as East Carolina gets set for the American Athletic Conference Baseball Tournament. The Pirates have won 14 games in a row, and they are the big favorites as the top seed in the tournament coming up. East Carolina will play in the second game tomorrow. They just wrapped up their practice, and head coach Cliff Goblin is standing by, and coach, the guys were fired up and ready to go today at practice. They really seemed like they all enjoyed everything today. Well, it's a pretty fast-paced practice because you only have a certain amount of time and you really have an hour to be able to hit on the auxiliary field and then 15 minutes to um, you know, take infield outfield, take some ground balls on the game field. So I thought our guys, it's as good as they've ever you know, had a sense of urgency to get stuff done, and uh, they're in very good spirits, which is awesome to see. When you see at this point of the season, health-wise, everybody pretty much healthy? Everybody's pretty much healthy. You know, Cooch is uh, still day-to-day, but I feel like he's, as close as he's ever been since he, uh, you know, came off the field at UCF. Um, and that's one thing that, you know, I was on a regional selection committee um, call this morning. And, you know, of course, we had the adversity handed to us before the season started, but we've been pitching without our number two for five weeks. And our guys have done a tremendous job, and we're hoping to get him back this week. When you look at this tournament, it's a double elimination tournament up until the championship game. Do you like that format? Uh, it is what it is. I mean, they don't ask me a lot of my opinion, and I think it's as good as it can be. Um, and we're just, you know, you said we're the favorite, but at this time it's championship baseball and it's anybody's ball game. 14 wins in a row. How does that stack up with things you've done in your coaching career? Um, you know, we, we won 23 games in a row at LSU, and obviously 23 is very special to me, but we started out 6-12-1 in the SEC, and it's our second year at LSU, and Everybody wanted to fire us, and then we reeled off 23 in a row, which uh, unprecedented at the time. I think it was in the 75-year history of that Southeastern Conference. Had no team had ever won 23 in a row. It swept the last four weekends of uh, SEC play, and then we swept through the conference tournament, swept through the regional, and then we lost game one, uh, the Super Regional, in the last uh, games to ever be played at the old Alex Box Stadium. And I get chill bumps talking about it because – why wouldn't the winning streak 22? Why wouldn't the winning streak 23 or 24? Right. It ended on 23, and then we won the Super Regional and went to Omaha. This has been a neat uh, thing, and you know, I just told our guys, regardless of how this season finishes, uh, <sighs> they pulled together when everybody doubted them, and I'm just so proud of them. I'm very emotional. Cliff Goblin joining us here on this Monday in Clearwater, Florida. You know, when you look at 23 in a row, that would put you pretty much down the road in the NCAA tournament, wouldn't it? Yeah, I try to not, you know, worry about that (laughs) stuff. I just hope we play well and do what we've done for the past two months, even before the winning streak. Our guys have showed up. They've enjoyed one another. They don't care who gets the credit, whether Ryder Giles is starting throwing two innings or Jake Hunter starts throwing two innings. It doesn't matter. It's just team baseball. And the collective units of our parts are just is so greater than if you look at our stats on a page um you know statistically other than us playing really good defense you don't go oh my god like they're scary offensively or they're scary on the mound we're just a really good baseball team and 
that's a credit to our guys. You know, you look at the Houston series, and beforehand I asked you, do you think there could be any kind of letdown because you've already clinched the American Championship? And you kind of laughed with me, and you kind of said, you know, these guys just want to go out and win baseball games. And if you watch that series, the whole series was like this. Like, okay, what do we got to do to win this game? What do we got to do to win that game? And that's how it's been through 14. That's the first team um, that we've had at East, here at East Carolina that once they clinch, they still can play, continue to play good baseball. Um, last year we didn't. We clinched, and then we lost the last two games in South Florida. Lost the first game in the conference tournament by 11-1 um, to Memphis. And then we got our feet back underneath us and played well and got to the semifinals. But um, And then, you know, the year of 19, we won at Wichita State. and We didn't play good on Saturday. And then we won on Sunday, but it really wasn't because we beat them. They beat themselves. So this is the first year that guys have continued to wanted to play their best baseball, and that's been Awesome to be a part of. He won 14 in a row. Coach O says he won 16 in a row as a coach. The record's 19 by Randy Mazie, so it's in sight. But uh, Coach O knows you're coming for him. I'm not worried about that. Hey, <laughs> Coach, hey, Coach O, the only reason I'm probably standing here is because Coach O recruited me. So um, I'll let him have the winning streak if that's what needs to happen. How exciting is it to know that, that when you look at RPIs and everything, you guys will be in the NCAA tournament? Well, it's better than knowing that you're not in there. Um, but – I think we still got some special moments in front of us, so I'm looking forward to continuing to play good baseball. Let's good luck this weekend. Thanks so much for your time. I know you got a lot of interviews to do today. Oh, one final thought. It's embargoed until 2 o'clock, so we can't say anything specifically. But what's it mean to have so many players that are going to be honored by the Americans? Well, I tell our guys every year that if you want to get recognized individually, be on a great team, and no offense, nobody's going to remember who got pitcher of the year or hitter of the year or first team all conference. They're just going to remember what the Pirates were like in 2022. But it's awesome. I'm, I'm glad. Look, I mean, nobody deserves it more than our players because of where they started and how they finished. Um, so it's great to see. All right, Coach, good luck. Thank you. That's head Coach Cliff Godwin here in Clearwater, Florida. This is a great, great trip that I've had a chance to make several years in a row now. Looking forward to the uh, – play tomorrow. It all opens up at uh, 9 a.m. Tulane and Cincinnati. Tulane the 5 seed, Cincinnati the 4 seed. They play at 9 a.m. And then 47 minutes after game one will be East Carolina and South Florida. The night session, Memphis and UCF in the late afternoon, then Wichita State and the Houston Cougars after that. All right, coming up next, we've got Coach Gary Oven is going to join us. Scott Rogers is alongside. We're in the dugout here in Clearwater, Florida, at Bay Care Ballpark. We'll take a commercial break. Back with more on the Brian Bailey Show, live from Clearwater, Florida. You're listening to the Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, providing reliable utility solutions to the Greenville region since 1905. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back live to Bay Care Ballpark, Clearwater, Florida, as we get set for tournament play, East Carolina and the American Athletic Conference Tournament as the top seeds and winners of 14 games in a row. Joining us now down here in the dugout on the third base side here at Bay Care Ballpark is Gary Overton, Dr. Gary Overton, of course. He does the color commentary for radio, and Scott Rogers does the play-by-play, and they're both standing by. Let's talk to Coach O first because he's the smarter of the two of us because he's been around here a long, long time. Coach Overton won 16 straight games as the head coach of the Fox. I brought that up with Cliff, and he said he's coming. Now, he kind of laughed at it. He said the only reason he's even here is because of you, which obviously you recruited him. But what's it mean when you get a winning streak like this? Uh, well, first of all, it continues on and on. And uh, you're, you're certainly trying and working even that much harder to extend that winning streak. But uh, it's really a lot of adrenaline starts to flow. Players play a little better. They play to a higher level. And in so doing, the team there is that much better. Uh, you mentioned the 16, but uh, Randy Macy with 19 yeah. as well at ECU. And, 
and that holds the record to this day. But let's not forget Cliff Godwin, part of all of those win streaks. And Cliff was just talking about him when he was at LSU. They won 23, and that took them into the tournament. But he gets to 23, and my math's not very good. But I think that gets you somewhere at least close to Omaha, if not in the middle of Omaha. But uh, that would truly be something. You mentioned Randy Mazie. He's the head coach at West Virginia now. There are several publications out there, that, and obviously it's not official, but they're looking at East Carolina as a two-seed in Blacksburg, Virginia. Virginia Tech is the one seed, and West Virginia as the three. That makes a lot of sense. It's a very regionalized uh, division right there. That would be really neat, wouldn't it? It would. And uh, also, if the Pirates were to play at a place like Blacksburg or even Charlottesville, it's places that they're accustomed to and and where they've been. They've played at uh, Virginia Tech earlier this year. But, yeah, and for Randy Macy to be a part of a regional of which ECU is involved, that's a storyline in itself. So uh, there there are many things that could transpire out of where the Pirates go and what they do. But being a two-seed, uh, not saying that's a lot, not by any means at all, but uh, it would be hard for them to stumble and fall, and uh, at the same time, probably will be a two. What a difference a two, oh, a couple of weeks makes, because all of a sudden, you're looking at, well, can they get in? Can they be a three somewhere? Because most of the time, your fours are, are you know, and East Carolina wouldn't get in as a four, right? No, not at all. Uh, even winning the tournament, uh, uh, that's usually... Uh, just left for the uh, schools that uh, couldn't qualify as in that large team yet right. win their tournament. And it, it's not necessarily one that comes out of nowhere to do so. Uh, Campbell could be a four seed should they win their tournament. Uh, their, uh, VCU, should they win their tournament, could be a four seed. So uh, there, there are uh, options in that sense, too. But then again, uh, the winner of the SWAC or the winner of the MEAC, right. and, and, which is Coppin State. There's a four seed right there and probably is destined to go to Maryland. But, yeah. ECU, probably a two. We continue on from Clearwater. Scott Rogers in his first year as the voice play-by-play the East Carolina Pirate baseball team. And, and, and I, I joked with Scott when he was first being considered for the job, and I said, let me tell you something, Scooter. If they asked me tomorrow to do this job, I'd be nervous because it's a very important job. And I've been doing sports for a long, long time, but I give you a lot of credit. I think growing up overnight because it is very difficult. And you, know, you do get criticized on message boards, which you didn't when I was young. You didn't get that problem, but you've done a very nice job, and it's nice to see you down here. It is. It's, uh, it's been tough this season, but uh, the season's obviously been great to call, and uh, you know, I feel like I've gotten better every single game. But uh, the way the season has gone, it's been unbelievable to do, and, you know, and sometimes I still feel like I'm in a dream doing this job. I think I told you before the season that no matter how good or bad you do this year, in two years you'll go back and listen to it and you'll say, oh, my God, what was that? And that's, that's exactly how it was with me when I, when I was coming through with myself as a sportscaster. I went back and looked in a couple of years, and it, it makes a huge difference. You just got to do it and do it and do it some more. i tell you another thing. At East Carolina, when things are going south in any sport, everybody looks for everything to complain about, myself included. And I've been there almost 40 years. And, but if they're winning – everything's golden and right now 14 wins in a row man you got you got it made absolutely you know and you know obviously at the beginning of the year you know I was still getting my feet wet a little bit and the team was obviously struggling a little bit but as the season went along I started getting better obviously the team started getting better as well but uh like we said it's been fun especially over the past couple weeks and uh it was also fun to call that walk-off win against Houston the other day as well I was listening to you one day and you were saying that what a great great time it was, you know, learning about the other players and getting a chance to meet them. Because a lot of people, you know, they see them on the field, they don't know anything else about them. Uh, you know, in my role, I get to know them a little bit. In your role, you get to know them a lot better because you're with them so much. But that's got to be very rewarding. 
Absolutely. You know, I said that's probably one of the best things about this job is, you know, growing up a fan over the past few years and then being able to be on the inside of this program and meet the coaches, meet the players, and know them on a personal side off the field has been one of the best things about this job. What's it been like working with Coach O? Because that'd make me nervous too, man. He's He's been around a long time. Coach O uh, comes in, and he is obviously the knowledge of this broadcast from that aspect. But, uh, you know, especially right now, you know, being able to ask him about, you know, where the Pirates could go in the postseason, you know, what the selection committee looks at in terms of RPI and that sort of thing is also not only beneficial for me, but just beneficial for the listeners of the broadcast as well because it gives them a little bit of an inside look at how the selection committee looks at certain things. Now, I'm always fascinated talking with Coach O because you learn so much about seedings and about why you know the committee does this and why the committee does that. And even, Coach O, when you look at it, I mean, there are still questions. I'm sure when you watch the, the committee do its work now and you see the final results, you still have questions on oh, no questions. Uh, no, no question about that. And also a lot of surprises year in and year out. I was just talking with a couple of people in the dugout, and uh, you look at the top 16 this year, and there's no Big 12 club in it. So is that a Power 5 group that's going to be left out of the hosting? Probably not. So should someone outside of the top 16 go in it? Probably one of those. But, yes, surprises like that happen, occur, and the placement of groups. There's always someone that you say, oh, they're probably an overall number four, six, eight, somewhere in there. They end up one or two. So, yeah, a lot of surprise, and that's committee work. All committees are different. If it were me, Scooter, Brian Bailey, Malcolm Gray, we would all have different than the committee that works today. A lot of Pirate fans have asked this question, and I think we know the answer to it. But even if you go through this tournament undefeated and win the American championship, the odds of hosting at least a regional. Now, there's still a chance to host a super, but that's got to be a lot of things have to happen as far as that goes. you got to win your regional. you got to hope the other side – you know, there's an upsell on the other side and that kind of thing. But realistically, there's no chance to host. Well, realistically, I won't say no chance. That's right. Because there's always an opportunity, and, and some things we don't know could happen. But uh, uh, at this particular point, it would be really hard. And in so doing, the, uh, it isn't winning games now. It's that the RPI would have to fall in the right place. And I just mentioned the Big 12. That's a big factor against the Pirates right now for hosting. So uh, there, there are many other factors, too. And, and uh, everything would have to fall exactly right. But as you said, realistically, probably not. And when you look at the Americans' RPI, it's really down. You know, usually the, the Americans' way up there in RPI. They have great baseball. But this year's not that game. No, it's not. Uh, RPI right now, as we sit, is seven. And it's usually the five mark has been four in the past. And uh, – uh, that that's certainly that doesn't help the Pirates at all, that the league is down this year. And, uh, and again, uh, how you do against the top 50, how you do against the first two quadrants are all factors as well. All right, let's take a break from Clearwater. Scott Rogers, voice of the Pirates for baseball. Dr. Gary Overton joining us live. Malcolm Gray is going to come into the dugout with us and, and form his relief pitching uh, escapades uh, with us live from Clearwater. We're going to take a commercial break. Back with more on the Brian Bailey Show live from Clearwater today after this. You're listening to the Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities. Community-owned, community-powered. Now back to the show. All right, welcome back live to Clearwater, Florida. We're at Baycare Ballpark, home of the Clearwater Threshers. Of course, it's also the home of the Philadelphia Phillies spring training. Uh, it's a great, great facility. If you get a chance to come to Clearwater, I mean, it is an absolute vacation. It's a workcation, I guess you could call it, but we all have a good time down here. Malcolm Gray joins us now. 
he does such a great job of sports information for the Pirate baseball team. And, and I was just telling Scott Rogers that, uh, you know, when things are going south, everybody's mad at everybody. But after 14 wins in a row, everybody loves everybody in Pirate Nation, don't they? They absolutely do. I mean, uh, this is what we're doing. What the team's doing right now is unbelievable. It makes my job a little more panicky. Um, you know, you just saw me running around the field making sure I'm getting play, you know, players, coaches where they need to go. But that's the fun part of it for me. You know, if I'm sitting idle, that means uh, things aren't going well. If my big tail is running around, that means we're having a good time. We're having a good season. It's embargoed until 2 o'clock, so we won't talk about the specifics. But we do have a situation where a lot of Pirates will be honored later today. We do. Uh, you know, uh, the conference is going to release that around 2 o'clock. So make sure you uh, follow all the social media channels for ECU and, and the American. Uh, but we do have a, uh, a handful, let's say, of uh, of players who are getting awards and very deserved, uh, deservingly. I mean, you put up a 20-4 and four season for the third straight year, 20 wins. That's, in, that's insane. So 60 wins to 16 losses in, in three years, three-time champion. You're going to have that. When the team's doing really well, players are going to get recognized. But like Coach Godwin told the players earlier on after practice, these aren't individual awards. These are team awards. And you weren't over here when it was when it happened, but Coach Godwin was over here to start the uh, the show, and and you know I I've seen him get emotional before. Usually it's at the end, you know, end of the season, end of the regional, that kind of thing. But he got really emotional. I mean, you can just tell that that he loved this team. And I'll tell you what, I meant to bring this up with Coach, but he's the one that kept saying, "I think we're going to be playing our best baseball at the end of the season." You know, he he said that a number of times when everybody else was looking around and saying. You know, what do you see in this bunch, you know, that, that you say that? But he said it and said it and said it again. And they're not only playing their best baseball. They're playing real excellent baseball because they're winning all the games. You're absolutely right. You know, uh, Cliff's always told the team, it's not where you start, it's where you finish. And uh, right now they're riding, you know, 14-game winning streak. I mean, longest in the nation. And uh, I think it's the third or fourth longest in school history. But, you know, yes, you want to continue it. But, you know, part one is, is done with won the conference championship. Now we're trying to do part two when, when the baseball tournament has never been done in the American since we've been in. So we're trying to, they're trying to win both. And then you worry about a regional. Then if you get past that, you, you move on. So Cliff breaks it up into different kind of steps. And, uh, but his big message to the guys the whole year, after every interview of, you know, post-game interview he's done, he's like, we're going to be fine. Once it, once we get clicking, watch out. And, Watch out. And you really don't realize it when you're watching it from afar, but they did have a lot of road games, and they did play some really good you know, midweek games. And, and when you add all that together, you know, maybe some of that had something to do with the play. I think everybody was so stunned with the three losses at the beginning of the year to Brian, but I think that had a whole lot to do with the Wizen Hunt situation. And I know that Coach told the team it had nothing to do with it, and I, and I get that, what you tell the team. But you got the whole Pirate Nation was trying to react to this, you know, an All-American was not going to be with you. It was stunning, really. Because earlier in the week, you know, he was doing interviews. We were ready to get this thing rolling. But for this team to face that adversity and some of the other adversity, and coaches said a number of times, and there's adversity that never got public. There's things that we don't even know that happened that, that you know we've heard stuff about, but still for them to come back and now winners of 14 in a row. And, and they just look like they're having a great time. Oh, yeah, no doubt about it. You know, a good coaching staff and a good team, when you do have adversity like that, you find ways to overcome it. It's not going to be done overnight. You work through the process, and that's one thing that Cliff's always talk about is the process of getting to where we want to be. And, yes, there probably has been internal things. It happens all over that we don't hear about. And you just 
you have to have, like Cliff says, your brother's back, okay? I got your back. You got mine. That's when you move forward. If you don't do that, you're stepping backwards. And I agree with you. I think with, you know, uh, the stuff that happened with Carson, you know, not being with the team, well, all of a sudden now you have to change up what your rotation is. You have to figure out your bullpen. Me and Coach O and Scooter have been talking about that. You know, people are now not in the roles that they thought they were going to be right before the season started. I mean, and now you look at it, we got our Friday night guy was our relief pitcher. Yeah. Before that, our Friday night guy was our shortstop. Being selfless, and that's one of the big things. Just step up, next man up, whatever you got to do. If, if your job is to go out there and get two outs, get the two outs, pass the ball on, and that's what's been going on. I think it was before the Duke game, but I said, uh, Coach, who are you going with tonight, or is it going to be a staff outing? He looked at me and he goes, Bailey, have you seen this play? <laughs> <laughs> which, which he was right, because every game pretty much has been a staff outing. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And it's crazy, right before you know this last weekend, Will Bailey, who produces all of our stuff for ESPN+, Plus, went through and he put up a graphic. We've had nine or ten different weekend rotations. Now, and that's just not saying guy goes Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then next week, same thing. It's one guy might go Friday, and then next weekend, he's, he's the Saturday guy. The next weekend, he's the Sunday guy. It's just whoever's fresh at that time, that's what's going on. And that's why me and Coach O and Scooter all talk about it off the air. You know, a, a tournament like this sets up well for a team. Everybody knows their roles, and you know, hey, just get us five innings. We'll figure out the rest. And that's basically what we've been trying to do. To be honest with you, a lot of it's been get us three innings, we'll figure out the rest, pass the ball, and that's what these guys are used to. So it kind of sets up very well for the Pirates. And sometimes it's been, just give me this out, I'll get somebody else out there. You're absolutely right. You know, Trey Savage is the perfect person with that. I don't know how many times he's come in when, when there's one out and a guy on first and second or runners on, and he goes and he gets two outs, boom, innings over with, new guy comes out. I mean, he's pitched 18, 19 games, and he has like 19 innings pitch, something like that. A lot of that is, give me one out, give me two outs, okay, we'll go to the next guy. I talked to Scott about this earlier, but I was just talking about the fact that, that when you're around the guys, you get to know them a little bit more. And, and, of course, you've been around them for a long time, but, but really you get to know what kind of guys they are. And then when you watch them play, you understand you know, how they play with all that energy and everything because you're around them. Absolutely. You know, I always say this every year when we talk, uh, these 35 guys on the team, they're like little brothers to me. You know, I get a chance to – get to know them and over the course of like like a Bryson world you know this is his fifth year Jake Kuchmayer I know their parents I know their girlfriends I mean I'm because yeah, I said to stay away from their girlfriend yeah exactly yes and uh <laughs> <laughs> so I get a chance to know them and you know when we get ready to do interviews post game you know I tell them hey look you know this is what they're going to talk about just look at me don't worry about the cameras and when we're sitting off to the side you know we, we just talk like what you and I are doing right now and uh and that's when you get to know them and uh, that's how Scooter's got a chance to know him and uh, how Coach O gets to know him. You get to know him when, you, you know, we're just hanging around. And that's what it is. But they're like little brothers to me. I know them, I know them inside and out. Unfortunately, they kind of know me as well, so we'll kind of leave some of that off the air. But, uh, but they're all good kids, good families, and they all have a common goal when they get here, and that's to help, you know, the Pirates win championships, go to the College World Series, and that's their ultimate focus. We talked about it a little bit. We're looking at, at possible scenarios for you know regionals and that kind of thing. And, and I really like the Blacksburg idea, having West Virginia come as a three seed with Randy Mazie and his 19-game winning streak as an East Carolina coach. You have Coach O in the booth. He'd be up there with us hanging out. He's got 16 wins in a row. The Pirates would have 14, maybe 18. Is that what it takes to win if they 18. win straight? And, 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 and Coach was also saying that when he won 23 at LSU, it meant a lot to him being 23. 
I say if you get to 23 through the regionals, you'll be in Omaha. But don't let that, you know, don't let that get into your head. But 14 wins in a row. What do you see the uh, the Pirates as far as the regions? Do you like Blacksburg, Charlottesville, Maryland? I like anywhere. We don't have to travel a lot. Um, but uh, I, I honestly, I think it's probably going to be Blacksburg. Um, and uh, just the way we're playing. And, again, Coach O, and I heard you guys talking earlier, he knows a lot more about the RPI than I do. But, you know, you go through this weekend and – you run, say you run the table, 18 wins. That's kind of tough to look at when you're sitting there trying to seed. I mean, that's not a weak two. That's a strong two. And, okay, now you got a conference regular season. Oh, yeah, you now you got a conference tournament championship. How many teams across the country are going to do that? I think they look at it even though the league is down a little bit. But I always defer that stuff to Coach O. He tells me what I think what I should know. But, uh, you know, I, I got a feeling if Virginia gets in, it'll probably be Virginia, Virginia Tech. I don't think it's going to be Maryland, and Coach Ose had a really good thing about that is because there's probably going to be eight or nine ACC teams, and they're going to try to get them somewhere close. Yeah, they so. can't send an ACC team to Virginia Tech or Virginia. Right. You know, so I, was, I almost said into Maryland. I still have Maryland in the ACC. I forget they're the Big Ten. I still think of Maryland basketball with Lefty Giselle and, and that kind of thing. But, yeah, you can't send them to Virginia, Virginia Tech. And, uh, and, and in the state, as Coach was telling me at breakfast this morning, Wake Forest could sneak in there, and that would be a deep region. It, it would, no doubt about it. And you also got to look. You got Georgia Southern as a possible destination. I think they were sitting at six as an RPI coming in. I think they probably, if they go far in their tournament, then I think they're going to get it. So now you have a Virginia, a Virginia. T- You're listening to the Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, working for our community, not for shareholders. Now back to the show. All right, welcome back to Baycare Ballpark, Clearwater, Florida. We apologize for the technical difficulties. The old iPhone got hot in the sun, and it is hot down here on the uh, third base dugout adjacent to it, kind of a camera well that we're in. So we're going to do one little quick segment here, and we're going to throw it back to Pirate Radio. But I want to say uh, thanks to you guys for being on with me. Let's uh, start with Malcolm. What are you looking for in this Pirate Baseball team this week? Just uh, continue consistency. Um, You know, I think offensively our, our bats have been playing very well. Uh, we're hitting hitting the ball well. Um, it's just to continue doing what you know the motto has been this year: is pass the ball to the next guy. You know, don't don't let the other things. You know, if, if a guy gets on, okay, well we'll work around that and all like that. Just do what you've been doing, being very consistent, and uh, and I think if they do that, then there's no ch- there's no reason why we can't win the tournament this year. East Carolina, obviously the favorite as the top seed. But as Coach Godwin said, Bailey, you said we're the favorite. We're not really the favorite. But, <laughs> but I would say everybody else might say, too, at 20-4. and four. Scooter, what do you think as far as you look at this fire baseball team? Do you think they got a chance to roll through this thing? Absolutely. You know, you look at this team's pitching, especially with the past couple of weeks in conference play, and it's, you know, one of the top in the American conference. And <clears throat> pitching has been one of the weaknesses in the other seven teams. And by far, I think East Carolina has the best bullpen in this conference, and I think that's one thing that's going to help them get through this tournament. All right, Coach O, we'll conclude with you. First of all, if you had to put your money on a team to make the regionals, which one would it be? ECU. Yeah. No. I mean, I'm talking make it which regional will they go to? Oh, uh, I think that would certainly be one of the Virginia schools. It's certainly odds-on favorite to do that. But uh, as far as this tournament goes, 14 in a row, looking at 18 possibly, Pirates are the best team in the league. We all know that. I think every team in this league knows that. So not just playing its best baseball Malcolm mentioned consistency, and Scott talked about what they had done pitching-wise all year. I'll add to that and say what to look for in this tournament, a couple of guys to come out of the core to assume a core role. 
and to maybe be MVP of the tournament and then even a better club into postseason play. That's good stuff. Coach O joining us from the uh, ballpark here, Big Care Ballpark in Clearwater. All right, we're going to close it out because South Florida is now on the field, and so we got to get out of the Bulls' way. But I want to thank Scott Rogers. I want to thank Coach Gary Overton. I want to thank Man- Malcolm Gray for joining us today. We were live from Clearwater, Florida, home of the Clearwater Threshers, the Big Care Ballpark for the Brian Bailey Show. And this is our season conclusion for the Brian Bailey Show. We'll take the summer off, and then we'll, of course, be back with you coming up in August. We will, however, be on Pirate Radio with you guys from time to time. I'll join Clip Brock each Monday, and we'll talk about what's going on in sports. And hopefully, we'll have a lot to talk about with East Carolina in the American Tournament and then on into the NCAA Regionals, perhaps the Super Regionals, and who knows. Omaha didn't look so clear about a month ago, but obviously Omaha is an option now for this Pirate Baseball team having won 14 games in a row. We'll throw it back to Pirate Radio. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you back here in August on The Brian Bailey Show. This has been The Brian Bailey Show, powered by Greenville Utilities, and also brought to you by Angus Grill, Bostick Tug Furniture, Bojangles, East Coast Grady, Papa John's, Pepsi, Seared Chop House, Taft Taft and Hagelin, Tiebreakers, and Greenville Auto World. Join us next week for another edition of The Brian Bailey Show, right here on Pirate Radio.